On Thursday's Zone Daily Podcast, Tennessee is seven days away from playing football. College American football against Bowling Green. I can't believe it, but we're going to start a game week. It's kind of game week, even though it's not Monday yet, against Bowling Green by talking about Tennessee's quarterbacks, and specifically the two quarterbacks who we assume are quarterback two and quarterback three. One of them we're not talking enough about. One of them has a fatal flaw that means he's not going to be the guy for Josh Heupel in 2021. Plus, talking with a Tennessee high school quarterback legend, Ingle Martin, his CPA Lions host the 104.5 The Zone High School Football Game of the Week this Friday. I love catching up with him. Uh, I'll play you a portion of our conversation here today as well. Thursday on The Zone Daily. Let's do it. Yesterday's headlines, tonight's topics, and one big story you need to know. This is The Zone Daily Podcast. Will Bowling. Well, whether you believe him or whether you don't believe him, Josh Heupel says that Tennessee doesn't have a quarterback one yet. He says no decisions have been made. These guys have been great, continue to compete. We'll see where we're at here at the end of this week. As we enter the first game week, Tennessee and Bowling Green next Thursday night here on 104.5 The Zone. I still have a lot of questions about each individual quarterback that's still in this Vols competition. The guy that looks like a linebacker in Joe Milton, the runner, who I think can be an X-factor with his legs in Hendon Hooker, and a guy in Harrison Bailey that lit up a lot of good quarterbacks, high school football records in the state of Georgia, but never seemed to click in Jim Chaney and Jeremy Pruitt's offense last year as a true freshman. I think Hennon Hooker is a guy that we're not talking enough about because I don't think Tennessee offensively is deep or good enough to have a one-dimensional quarterback be its guy for 2021. We know about Joe Milton. He's the best combination of both Harrison Bailey's arm and Hendon Hooker's legs, even if he's not as good at those two specific parts of the game of football as his counterparts. Harrison Bailey might be more accurate. Hendon Hooker might be a better runner. Joe Milton is the best package of those two facets of playing quarterback in college football. Harrison Bailey, on the other hand, I don't think has the improvisation, has the mobility to be the guy with an offensive line that is not going to have a set rotation until week three or four in the 2021 season. Here's me and Lucas Panzica on yesterday's Ultimate Tennessee podcast talking about these quarterbacks and the fatal flaw and an X factor in two of them that make this conversation quite interesting. If Hendon Hooker can be a serviceable runner, uh, a game manager who can distribute the ball in space, uh, not even that far down the field, because I think Tennessee has talent at wide receiver. If you can just get the ball from point A to point B and not commit these big turnovers, these big mistakes, Hendon Hooker can be Tennessee's starting quarterback. Uh, I think Joe Milton might be more of a feast or famine. Uh, you might get a home run. You also might get an interception. I mean, Joe Milton last year for Michigan was 20 of 39 for 314, a touchdown and two picks on third downs for Michigan in 2020. Uh, the two interceptions jump out to me, and Lucas, only 50% of his passes completed, uh, also jumps out to me on third downs last year for Michigan. I know I've talked about my optimism about Joe Milton. I still feel some of that, but I think the plan B, the what else can these quarterbacks do we know Joe Milton is mobile. He's athletic. He's 245 pounds. Hinden Hooker's rushing yards are phenomenal. I mean, he rushed 123 times uh, for 356. Uh, I, I believe that was that was in 2019 uh, for Hinden Hooker. That's solid. 
I mean, it, it, you can live with the extra dimension of the RPO game. I, I just think, Lucas, you're going to see two different kinds of offenses if Joe Milton is in there or if Hendon Hooker is there. And unfortunately for Hendon Hooker, I think that Josh Heupel's offense fits Joe Milton's skill set better. But I think at the end of the day, it, you're talking about more of a, an even playing field between these two guys if the offense fit both of them uh, uh, positively. I just think the, the offense is going to fit the big arm, the big style uh, of Joe Milton more than it is the kind of conservative runner that Hendon Hooker is. Yeah, and look, I'm going to maintain, like I said last week or the week before on this podcast, that there are so many other positions that I'm worried about for this roster right. that go before the quarterback position. That's kind of far down the list for me as far as concern going into Tennessee football for 21, just given what this staff has accomplished and Josh Heupel throughout his coaching career. I feel like whoever they trot out there, the offense is going to be competent just based on the system that they are playing around. Now, we talk like this is going to be a, a it has to be a dual threat running quarterback. That's not necessarily the case. He does have to be able to run, though. He has to be athletic. He has to be able to throw on the run during a rollout, has to be able to, you know, for example, roll to his right, kind of cut the field in half and make snap decisions. And I think maybe that's where Harrison Bailey has the disadvantage because very much a pro style passer, not necessarily a statue in the pocket, but doesn't even have near the mobility that a guy like Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton have. And, and honestly, doesn't quite have the arm that, that that those guys have. Maybe a little more accurate, maybe a little better touch on his throws. But uh, I, I wonder how Harrison Bailey fits into this equation, especially if he doesn't get that backup role. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Maybe the staff is also holding out with hopes to keep as many guys in that room as possible. You know, right. you name a starter now, and it kind of gives a guy more of an opportunity to go out and try to find a new destination within the transfer portal. But look, we're a week away from kickoff. So I think we're getting close to a decision. If this staff has not fully made a decision yet, then they're very close. In my mind, I feel like they have whatever conversations they're having in that room. I really feel like they have a good idea of who they're going to start out there, despite what Josh Heupel might say to the media. And look, Josh Heupel has spoken to the media for the last time until Monday. So maybe we'll get an announcement on game week against Bowling Green, but we're not going to hear from any Tennessee coaches until Monday, about four days before kickoff. So still a lot of question marks, but no matter how this thing shakes out, whether it's Hooker, whether it's Milton, whether it's Bailey, I'm just not concerned about the quarterback position. I just wonder who the odd man out is and how that affects his long-term future at Tennessee. That's the question for me. My concern of the quarterback position really stems from my concern about the offensive line. Yeah. And the fact that Tennessee's probably not going to have a five that it likes on the offensive line until probably the Florida game. And we've seen that be an issue for Tennessee teams in the past, specifically uh, those Bush Jones teams near at the end. They didn't have a five they liked. They kept shuffling so much that there was never any chemistry or cohesion amongst the five players that were playing at any given time on Tennessee's offensive line. Here's the thing for me that Harrison Bailey has to prove in order to give himself a shot at playing significant time this year. He has to prove that he's athletic enough to be a threat with his legs in some capacity. We saw him do a little bit of that last year. Uh, Harrison Bailey didn't take a lot of risks. He was either taking sacks or he was scrambling for five, six yards at a time. Um, this is a guy that didn't take a lot of chances down the field. He didn't turn the ball over at interceptions, but that was almost his Achilles heel. He took too many sacks. He held on to the ball too long. The game didn't slow down for him enough in time to really compete and be the guy for Tennessee at the starting quarterback position. I just don't think Tennessee's plan B, I don't think their offensive line uh, and these wide receivers are good enough to just beat teams straight up with a traditional quarterback. 
you're going to have to have a second option like what Joshua Dobbs did early on in his career for Tennessee. He was the best option for the Vols because he could run when everything broke down and he was a master at improvisation. I think the Tennessee quarterback that improvises the best and makes something out of nothing is going to be the guy to play the most snaps this year. Harrison Bailey might be the best overall quarterback and thrower among these three guys, but I think he's probably the worst at improvising when plays break down, which I think is going to be his flaw in this quarterback competition. And you can check out my entire conversation with Lucas Panzica wherever you listen to podcasts on 104.5 The Zone's podcast network, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And be on the lookout on Monday. We're going to have a big UT podcast, two guests, hour-long episode, and we're going to talk with former Tennessee quarterback Jonathan Crompton. We're going to get the inside information from new Tennessee beat writer for the Tennessee and a Knoxville News Sentinel, Adam Sparks. Going to be a really good show. Going to be a lot of content to start a, a normal game week. Coming up on Monday on the 104.5 The Zone Podcast Network. Check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Go ahead, subscribe now, and be ready for a big conversation coming up on Monday about Vols football. So I love talking with high school football coaches in this area. Uh, And as I continue to work as a broadcaster here and get to form relationships and get to know some of these coaches, one name I keep going back to is CPA head coach Ingle Martin. This is a guy that understands leadership from a sports perspective, but off the field as well. And I love picking his brain just talking about football, but also just talking about high school guys uh, and talking about some of the young men that he has in his program. Yes, I'm a Brentwood Academy grad. And yes, my Brentwood Academy Eagles that I attended uh, in high school are playing CPA this Friday night on the 104.5 The Zone High School Football Game of the Week. But... Ingle Martin is one of my favorites uh, in Middle Tennessee that I've been able to be around, that I've been able to talk to doing this job. This was him talking with us on our 104.5 The Zone high school football podcast about leadership and about this specific senior class who's got a really big opportunity to make four consecutive state championship games in their time as high schoolers. Well, I think for us, um, you know, at CPA, you know, every, every group that we have, um, you know, starting – the first year they played football in, in 93 or 94, man, there's just something special here um, where these guys really love playing with each other. You know, a lot of them, you know, played fifth and sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade with each other. They've grown up with each other. And uh, there's just a bond here that these kids love being out there um, with the guy that they know. And so um, this year's class is, is no different. I think the the unique part to them is, I think six of them started as sophomores uh, in the 2019 championship game. And so um, they've played a lot of football. Um, they've been a part of some really cool games and um, they've had their, their share of adversity and, and they've kept coming back to, to work. Um, you know, Brian Epps, our, our strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, just couldn't stop talking about the way that they were working this summer. And really this class has done that for, for the last four years. Um, and so we're really, really proud of them and excited um, to see kind of who God's grown them up into as, as leaders and as men. And there's obviously a lot of work that needs to be done, um, you know, just from a continued growth standpoint, but we really, really love these guys and, and, and are really appreciative that we get the chance to coach them. Listening to coach Martin talk about high school football is one of the reasons why I love high school football. It's because people like this get involved, they teach leadership, they teach competitiveness at a young age, and the convergence of those two things, 
uh, and how that manifests itself in one of the best teams uh, in the state of Tennessee this year with lots of future SEC talent on the baseball diamond and on the football field. It's so cool to see a program like that have success when you also know that they're doing things the right way. You can hear uh, pregame coverage tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Lucas Panzica and I will get you ready for week number two around Middle Tennessee. And we will get you ready for kickoff between CPA and Brentwood Academy, the first ever meeting between two private school powers here in Nashville. So one show left in the week. Uh, the headlines we didn't get to as much in detail today. Uh, Harold Landry, the newest Tennessee Titan to go on the COVID-19 reserve list, will continue to be on the lookout and see what other implications there are uh, for the Tennessee Titans as Mike Vrabel continues to mispractice this week due to a positive COVID test. Titans and Bears uh, coming up this weekend. We'll get you ready for that on tomorrow's show. Lots more to come. One show left in the week, uh, as always. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being Zone listeners, viewers, and fans. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning at 5 a.m.